Hello everyone and welcome to So What Happens Next, Small Screens. I am one of your hosts, Sir Thomas. And I'm Lady Amber. And this week we kick off our Knights of November Marathon with none other than the Green Knight. about yourself doing all right let's not talk like that the entire episode (laughs) i think the intro is enough (laughs) um yeah i'm doing pretty good uh yeah for those of you who are just joining us you know maybe for the first time ever thank you for coming we are so what happens next we are a show where normally we talk about a you know we try to guess the plot of a movie that we haven't seen before uh, we go watch the movie, and then we bring you our first impressions, thoughts, and ideas. This is sort of our, like, side show that we do every once in a while. We call it small screens because usually it's something we watched on a TV. In this case, though, it's actually something we watched in a movie theater, but, like, we already watched it, and we can't really play our game. So, you know, but we really want to talk about it because it was a really good, I thought, it was a really good movie, at least. Um, and we got a whole theme going on. Every now and again, you may hear us if you keep listening to us after this or you know if you're joining us again for the however many time thank you every now and then we do theme months uh last month of course was halloween so we did nothing but scary movies kind of a through time look at how scary movies have evolved since like the 20s um and this month we're doing a sort of a you know, medieval kind of, or like a knight thing, you know, like chivalry knight guys. And what better way to start with one of probably the newest of the night movies, The Green Knight uh, from A24 Pictures, directed by David Lowry, starring Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, and uh, Joel Edgerton. Yes, that's how you say his name? Ed, it's not Edgerton, it's Edgerton. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but we will get into it. Um... Amber, starting off with Amber, what were your, what were your, you know, general impressions with this movie? You know, did you like it? Did you hate it? Did it, I don't know. Where were you? I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like anything that A24 puts out, it's going to be like, like not like top of the budget, obviously, although I feel like they're kind of getting there, but like visually it's really stunning. I mean, we've already at least done one podcast episode on an A24 produced film, which was not Midsummer. It was the infamous, at least for this show, Hereditary. Yeah, Hereditary, which actually was visually pretty cool, but the plot was kind of lacking, which is, again, something I feel like that happens a lot with A24, but this was like a lot better. Like from that, basically from midsummer to onward. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and hell, we may end up having to revisit Hereditary at some point because I feel like I listened to pieces of that episode the other day when I was editing uh, our, our our candy our final episode on the Candyman film, the recent Candyman film, and I was just like, God, we were so angry at that movie. I know. Like, I don't think we fully appreciated like the actors. In that well, film. no, that's the thing is we did. <laughs> like we made mention. I was one of the parts I listened to was we made mention of like everybody in this movie I know. does great. I think we had some preconceived notions. I think yeah, I think yeah. we need to go into it for a second viewing, see how we feel about it. But I still feel like some of those. I still feel like some of those things are hold. I mean, the movie I remember being really long and feeling like two movies put together. But this is not an episode about Hereditary. Save that for another day. This is a movie that is about knights and is uh, based on, uh, isn't it based, it's based on just like Sir Gwen, Gwaren, Gwynigu, Dev Patel's You know, they character. said it differently. They did. They kept saying it differently throughout the movie and I was I know. confused. Uh, so it's based on um, Sir Gawain. Sure. 
that's, that's how I say it, but mix. it's Gwen. Gwen. It's like G W A I. No, no, no. Anyways, I'll just say it <laughs> like that, and if that's a problem, you guys can correct yeah, let me. Let us know. Let us yeah. know if we're. But anyways, wrong. this is based on an epic titled Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. It's really short. The author is anonymous. Um, if you know about like epics, like they're usually very short, um, but they're entertaining as fuck. That's the whole point of them, basically. Um, and by so, this, like, we're talking like medieval. This is a medieval story. This isn't like some like Tolkien Lord of the Rings thing. This is like a thing written in medieval times. Oh, yeah. Like back old. in like, yeah, it's a very old yeah, Arthurian tale. legend stuff going on here. Yeah. So this movie is based on a late 14th century um, chivalric romance in Middle English. And as I've said before, the author is unknown, but it's one of the best known Arthurian stories. Ooh. I think Disney would contend that one, like Sword in the Stone or some shit. Oh, God. But here's the deal it's so popular because this plot combines two types of folk motifs the beheading game and an exchange of winnings. Oh, yeah. Which is something totally. that we do see within the film. So, obviously, like from this book, there are some differences because I read this when I was like in high school. Oh, so you, you've read, you read this before we saw the movie? Yeah, it oh, was like shit. my favorite like part. I took like English, specifically English like literature, like oh. legit, in- yeah. And this was one of the stories Lottie that we read. Dog. <laughs> yeah, we had to read like Canterbury Tales and things like that. If you're familiar with it, no. Oh, okay. We didn't have such. We didn't. It's basically have such people things. on the way to like some holy place or whatever, okay. and they share like you know stories oh. while taking this long ass journey. Um, <laughs> okay. But anyways, so this was one of the readings that we had to do, and this was by far my favorite reading. Oh out shit! Of so you didn't the- go into this movie cold. You were like, oh, I kind of know. Yeah, I had read it, like, a long time ago, but, like, I remembered, you know, basically having discussions on it and, like, what happened, and there are, like, some differences, especially, like, with the ending, um, which we'll go into more. Yeah, you know what? Let's just kick it off from there, then. I'll, I'll go ahead, and I'm, I'm going to start, because this movie was completely <laughs> cold to me. Okay. So, I'll start, we'll start, let's talk about what this movie's about, mm-hmm. right? I'll start going through what's about. And when there's something that flags you, where you're like, oh, yeah, that wasn't in the book, you stop me, okay? Okay. Okay. So, this movie is about a dude named Gwen. We'll call him Gwen. Uh, played by Dev Patel in this film, which I think was really cool. Like, it was an interesting, like, this movie, so I'm, I'm kind of amazed it didn't get as much flack as it, like, I was expecting it to get for this. Like, right off the bat, like, the casting. Mm -hmm. Like, Dev Patel is an Indian guy. And he's playing a, like, Middle English knight from England. Like, like, I feel like, you know... And his mom, I think, is is also not a white person. Like, I feel... I was kind of waiting for that. Basically, I was waiting for that kickback of, like, you're changing the people in my story. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, and you're not... Like, you're not an Arthurian Englishman. Who gives a fuck? Like, it was cool because, to me, it kind of made this movie feel like a play. I don't know. Like, there was so much of the things yeah, that happened. Yeah, it was so movie. much like a play. It was so weird, right? And, I mean, yeah. it's not just the casting. I mean, it's just the way the world felt. It just felt like I was watching it on stage more than on screen. You have not experienced Shakespeare until you have read him in the original Klingon. So, this movie follows Dev Patel, his character, Gwen, And it starts off... In sort of like a really cool, like, uh, what do you call it? Like an intro. Like in the David Lynch Dune or in Lord of the Rings, there's this like voiceover that's basically saying what the movie is. Yeah, that's like having the narrator in a play. Right, exactly, exactly. (laughs) It's like the, yeah, when they go, this is a story all about how his life got flipped, turned upside down. (laughs) Um, But it's this cool thing where it's like him sitting on the throne, he's wearing the crown, like his head catches on fire or Mm -hmm. some shit. And it's like, that's how you're kicking this movie off. Which then cuts to like, isn't just like a time lapse of like a hut? 
Like it's like someone's house yeah. or a shed or something mm-hmm. and just a bunch of shit's happening. Like there's like yeah. the night comes by, it catches on fire at one point. I didn't understand this at all. I don't, I didn't understand that. That still is really vague to me because then it just like pulls out through a window and is Dev Patel waking up in a brothel and like the movie goes. Yeah. So I have like no idea what that was to set up. I mean, did you, did you like, when you watched that, was that like something from the book where they're like, oh, the no. world where we'll have So the on book fire. is more like a play. And so Fair. it, you have Sir Gawain like say something and then you have King Arthur mm-hmm. say something. You don't have all of this you know, visual, stage yeah, stuff. you don't oh. have that because it's a play. Like oftentimes you, it's not a book. Like it's not oh. like what, you know, you have like, you know, hundred plus pages describing like everything. Like this is very short. And so like that stuff, I think it's just to give more context instead of just, okay, right off the bat, we're just going to start off with this story. But I think, see, that's what was weird to me because like it would have... I just want to know why that shot was there. Because it was long. It was long enough for you to sit there and like watch this time lapse occur and things happen. Mm-hmm. And then it pulls back and then it's just Dev Patel waking up in the bed. And like Alicia Vikander wakes yeah. him up. Yeah. And maybe like that's the unspoken part of like if there were to be a play. So people just like walking around town and shit like that. And then oh. like, yeah, like setting up like um, the scene. Uh, oh shit that is that's really cool because like, <laughs> I'm like for the life of me you could cut straight from the head on fire to like pulling like a, a, an establishing shot of that hut and then just like pull back through the window and then straight to Dev Patel and like yeah. let's go movie because that whole thing I'm just like I don't understand what this fucking's for I'm just watching like random yeah. people that never come back do things but yeah so that's how our movie kind of starts where he wakes up and it's Christmas right and he goes, runs back to his mom because he's like a lord. He is like the nephew of King Arthur or something mm-hmm. like that. And he goes back home to his mom, Morgan Le Fay, and she kind of gives him some shit for being in a whorehouse, cause, especially because it's like Christmas. It's like, dude, the fuck? Like, what are you doing? You got princely duties or something. And so he has to go to King Arthur's sort of, what, the hall, the, the castle hall or whatever. Yeah, holiday feast. Yeah, that's it. They go to the holiday feast and his mom's like, oh, I'm not going to be there, but you go there, you know, represent. And so he goes and this is where you see like King Arthur and Guinevere and it's like, you don't, I feel like in modern times you never really see King Arthur as like weak. I think the weakest I've ever seen King Arthur is that fucking Fairly Odd Parents episode where they give him glasses. <laughs> like, that's the only time. I, and even then, it's like he gets the glasses and he's like, I, I can see! I can fight! And, like, becomes all shredded and shit. But it's like, in this, he's this, like, old man and he's, like, all frail. Like, he is clearly not the King Arthur that you read about doing all this stuff. He's not even like the Monty Python King Arthur. It is I, Arthur, son of Uther Pendragon from the castle of Camelot, King of the Britons, defeater of the Saxons, sovereign of all England. And this is my trusty servant, Patsy. He is like (laughs) frail and wizened. And Guinevere is also shown to be very like old and stuff like that. Um... With no children, which yeah, was none. also interesting to me. That was weird to me, too. Yeah. Because they, like, don't really belabor it, but they're like, yeah, he doesn't have any kids. Yeah. And they kind of are like, yeah, Dev Patel, like, you're low-key going to have to kind of take this over one day because, like, that's your deal. And, you know, Gwen is, like, chilling in the crowd with the knights talking and drinking and stuff. And Arthur, like brings him up to the throne and he's like sit next to me and he goes oh that's not where I'm supposed to sit I think it's like where his mom's supposed to sit or something and he's like well she ain't here and you're the next person so sit there and he's like oh shit okay and so he sits down he's hanging out at uh next to King Arthur and they doesn't he ask him like tell me a story or something and Gwen's like I got nothing yeah He's like, I don't know I, don't, I haven't done anything <laughs> like I haven't done anything yeah like basically I I remember the scene being like, oh, I haven't amounted to anything. Like, I am literally 
not even a night yet, which is like the whole point of the movie, right? Like he hasn't experienced anything. All these other guys around the table, they've done so many battles. Right. Have so many adventures. And he has like, he is just like basically like a clean slate. Well, he's green. (laughs) I feel like there's a double on like an inadvertent double entendre. Yeah. Here with that plot because or with the title because it's like oh the green knight's like you're green kid you're green and I don't know maybe maybe they used that back then maybe that's what it meant too but yeah and he's like oh you'll have stories or something you're young yada blah 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 and this is where the titular green knight comes in right they're all hanging out and oh well we get it cuts back and forth because Arthur wants to say something to everyone or something like that. And so he's making this like proclamation to the the party. Meanwhile, it cuts back to like Morgan Le Fay and this creepy like. Do you remember the tower in Game of Thrones where the creepy blue mouthed guys took? This is such a weird thing to remember. <laughs> it's like in one of the like early seasons, like they took the dragons from Daenerys. Yeah. And the creepy wizard dude, who I don't know, just looks like a zombie. That tower reminded me of that tower. Mm-hmm. Like, in this movie, is this weird, scary tower, and there's these witches, and Morgan Le Fay enters, like, she's the head hex girl here, yeah. and they cast a spell, and I guess this summons Treebeard. Treebeard, some call me. <laughs> the Green Knight Treebeard, or whatever his name actually was, um, to the party. Yeah. Everyone deal... What did you think of this whole thing? Because I understand that this is a fantiful thing, but I feel like there needed to be a little bit more like, holy shit, that man is a tree. Like, everyone's like, whoa, who is this man intruding on our party? I'm like, that guy's a tree. (laughs) He's a fucking tree. Isn't this world full of dragons and shit, though? And taking swords out of stones and... I still... Okay, if you lived in a world with dragons, where it's like, that's a normal thing, there's dragons, and a man who is a tree appeared in my house, I'd on a horse, with this like, bitchin' green axe thing, I'd still be concerned. It's still something I've never seen before. Like, come on, man. But yeah, the, the titular Green Knight appears. And this was one of the downsides, I think, to this movie, was like, the sound. Like, cause he sounds really cool. But you also can't really understand a lot of what he's saying. Like, he's like, I want to play a game. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what did you say? Um, but yeah, he comes in. And it's sort of, I like this take on the round table, by the way. How it's not just like a table. It's like a ring. Yeah. And he comes in and he gets in the ring. And he's like, I want to play a game, you know, uh, Christmas game. And he's like, whoever lands a blow on me will get my axe and wealth and shit. But in a year, I get to do whatever damage to you, you did to me. He's like, and you don't have to, basically, it kind of implies like, you don't have to like, lop my arm off you could just kind of poke me here and he's like who wants to take it up and the king's like who here wants to do this and all the guys are like fuck no like everyone's like no I'm not fucking around with this. I don't know it sounds too good to be true like oh if I give you Nick will you give me a Nick like next year okay I want your opinion on this because mm-hmm. this confused me I read this as like so if I just poke you like in the shoulder. Next year, I hike all the way out to your fucking chapel and you just poke me mm-hmm. and we're even. Yeah. And I guess I give you your axe back. I don't know. Like, whatever. Just seem like a, seem like a whatever deal. Like, I don't understand. I guess it's like, this is where I started to like, uh, not understand like, is there something more honorable going on here? Is this like an honor thing? Like you need to actually fight him or what? Because then what happens is not like a fight, right? Yeah. It's like he gets, so nobody, and nobody says yes. Right. And then Dev Patel's like, fuck, I'll do it. And Arthur's like, 
<sighs> like he he is channeling that energy of like Gandalf when Frodo's like, I will take the ring to Mordor. And Gandalf's like, son of a bitch. Like, yeah. And so he gets up and he's like, okay, just remember, it's a fucking game. Okay, don't fuck around. Here's my bitchin' sword that I got from <laughs> this lady in the water. Listen, strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Supreme executive power derives from a mandate from the masses, not from some farcical aquatic ceremony. Don't fuck this up, kid. And he takes a sword and he, like, gets ready to fight. Mm -hmm. And the Green Knight, like, has his big-ass axe out and he just kind of looks at him and he just kneels down. He, like, tilts his head down. And Dev over here is like, the fuck you doing? What is this? This isn't... this. What are you doing? You're supposed to fight me. And he's just like, Oh, I'm sorry. And then he puts the axe down and like kneels down and tilts his head like, go ahead and lop it off. And Dev's like, I'll fucking do it. And everyone's just kind of quietly watching him. And man, is it uncomfortable. Like they do a great job just channeling the discomfort of the knights and everything into the audience watching the movie. Because then Dev's just like, all right, fuck you. And just like lops his head right off. And everyone's like, wow. Okay. That happened. And then Treebeard gets up, picks up his head, and he's like, see you in a year. <laughs> and, like, rides away. And gives him his axe, and he's like, okay, later, bye. Yeah, like fucking Sleepy Hollow. Right, exactly. Like, he like, cackles <laughs> and, like, races away. And so Dev is like, all right, neat. And then he gets, like, all this, everybody knows him. Everybody, and his, his mom gives him some sash or something, some magical sash that's going to protect him from all... Yeah, because you know what? I'm actually thinking about it now, and I think you have to deal a blow. Like, you can't just do, like, a little nick or, like, poke mm-hmm. him. Like, it has to be an actual blow. Hmm. You feel like you still could have throttled this. <laughs> like, you, you didn't have to cut his head off, is my point. Eh. You could have just kind of, like, tacked, like, eh. I guess so. Because, like, I don't have to break your skin. I could hit you with the flat end of the sword. That's true. You know? Just like smacking the shoulder. Oh, dang, that's smarts. Okay, see you next year. You'll get yours. Instead, you fucking chopped my head off trying to be all macho. <laughs> like, and I guess that's the point is like he was trying to be so like righteous yeah. and he's like slices his head off. And everybody's like, whoa. Yeah. He's so cool. It's and easy he, to slice off someone's head when it's not yours. And they're totally like asking you to do it. Like mm-hmm. the temptation was there, right? But he does it, and everybody knows him. He becomes the Green Knight because he his own sort of takes up that mantle of like this Green Knight, right? Because of the axe and because of the his mom's magic sash that protects him from all harm. But then he's like a dick to Alicia Vikander, and is like, she's like, "Would you marry me or something like that?" Even though I'm like a common woman, and he's like, beats around the bush of saying no. And that was like their final exchange. And then time's up, year comes by, and Arthur's like, hey, dude, so, you know, you're night now and all that good shit. Uh, yeah, and this guy is like better ridden by now. Yeah, he's he's not doing hot. He is clearly not going to see the end of the movie. And he's like, all right, Gwen, like, you got to do the thing. Because, like, you, you honor and, and chivalry. And he doesn't want to because Dev Patel's still kind of a crappy guy at this part in the movie. Which is cool because this movie sets everything up in like chapters too. Like each act, it gets a title card and stuff based around whatever it is. And so then uh, he goes out on, he, he says, okay, fine, I'll go. And he goes out on his quest, right? He goes out and he's just lollygagging through England. He meets that shitty kid who tricks him and like leaves him for, like, leaves him for dead. Steals all of his crap. Does he ever find that guy? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. He just get he just gets his shit rocked. And yep. then Yeah, like, yeah, he is very unlucky in, like, the first part <laughs> of the movie. He gets kind of screwed a lot. Yeah. Like, he fi- meets the shit, shitty kid who's, like, picking apart a battlefield. Mm-hmm. Tricks him. Jumps him with his buddies. Yeah, gets mugged. Yeah. And then he's just kind of hiking around. Yeah. And we get introduced to, like, this fox that's kind of following him around. Yeah. Very like, Ghost of Tsushima. 
Very much. And it's like a video game because it's kind of like him and a fox just kind of wandering. Yeah. He meets, hey, the I said this in a, a previous small screens episode. What's her name's in this movie? Carly Morgenthau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the name. Neither can I, but she's finally not playing some kind of terrorist character. <laughs> she's a sad ghost girl who got her head chopped off and thrown in a lake. And is like, yo, can you go get my head, please? Because he sleeps in her house. And she, like, wakes him up. And he's like, what the hell? And she's like, yo, I'm dead. Could you please go get my head? It's at the bottom of that lake pond thing. I can't go down there because ghosts can't swim, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) And he's like, well, what's in it for me? And she's like, the fuck did you just say? What kind of night says it? Like, she gives him, like, (laughs) so much crap for this. And I'm like... Yeah, you should. Like, he wants to be all a hero- heroic knight. Plus, like, well, one, I would not do this at night. Like, I'm not diving into a pond in yeah. the dark to get a skull. Like, you're just groping around in the dark. You never got to see it. You never know what's there. I'd wait until morning. I'd go down and get the stinking skull. Come back up. Put it on the head. Call it a day. It's easy. It's like, what, like six feet deep tops? Yeah. Fine. So, but he does it anyway, gives her the skull, and then, like, finds the axe. I think he thinks she loses. She gives him the axe, axe, right? Because he thought it got stolen. Which, I don't know how, like, how can you get an axe but not the skull? Like, I I know it's like like a ghost thing, like, you can't. That's a good point. Why is the ghost able to do one thing but not do the other thing? She's a freaking saint for God's sake. Saint like, Winifred? Yes. Yeah, she plays Winifred the ghost. <laughs> I guess. I feel like as a saint, you should have powers. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's in the contract you get with the with the Vatican. You you become a saint, you get superpowers, but there's like levels you can't get. Like you can't fuck with anything that's in water. So yeah. If a ring falls in the glass of water, you're just like never getting that ever. But if a, a little shit steals an axe, you can get the axe, no problem, no yeah. problem at all. Yeah, I'm see. Okay, this is something too. I feel like ninety percent of this is just some weird fever dream of his. Especially after this, when he's hanging out with the fox and they start walking and they start tripping on mushrooms for like, like was that in the epic? Does he trip on mushrooms in the thing? No. Yeah, see, I didn't think so. That was kind of weird. He like, him and the fox, it's raining and they're hungry and they find some mushrooms and they eat them and they throw up and then like, the next thing you know, they're like watching giants walk around. Was that in the epic? Did he meet giants? No. The singing giants? I don't think so. Well, that I don't remember the fox. Like, I feel like that wasn't a thing. That was just like, oh, he has somebody like, you know. To accompany him on this journey. Yeah, and the Giants? Like, I don't remember that either. Yeah, because that one really sucked. Because they were, like, singing, and he's, like, has to cross a valley, and he's like, hey, guys, can you help me cross this valley? And they're like... No, they're talking really slow, like, too slow for him to understand. Oh. Well, that's what it sounded like to me. It was gobbledygook. Yeah. More of the It's like speaking whale, Dory. Exactly. It's like Dory (laughs) speaking whale and finding Nemo. And he's like, ah, thanks anyway, I guess, because they're just like, boy. And they leave. Um, So he has to do it, which I guess I've heard some people say, like, that was supposed to be kind of another one of these trials where it's like, he was trying to take a shortcut by just, like, riding on the giant's shoulder across this big-ass valley. Yeah. And so he has to walk it. Which, I don't know, they made that montage look kind of fun up until the mushrooms and the giants come. He just wandered around with this cool fox, like, just just going on a quest. This is like an adventure. This is like a, it's like a video game. It seems kind of fun. And then they start tripping and throwing up in the rain, and that looks terrible. But then, uh, yeah, then they get, does it go to Joel Edgerton's place? They get to, they get to the Lord and Lady's house. And the Lady is also played by Alicia Vikander, but they don't. I feel like I I can't be the only person who didn't, that didn't click with me. Because after we saw this movie, all you guys were like, yeah, that was the same person. And I was like, bullshit, that was not the same person. (laughs) And he was like, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? 
fuck. Like, I was completely Yeah, like, it was lost. the same person. And I get why now. But, yeah, he meets them, and she is, like, hardcore thirsting for the Green Knight's dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, uncomfortably so. This married lady with her blind mother mm-hmm. with, like a like, a bandage over her eye, like some kind of ninja or something like that. Yeah. She's just wandering around being creepy. And Joel Edgerton's like, oh, yeah, I hunt literally every day for, like, the whole day. So you can have whatever I hunt, and then you have to give me whatever you find in the castle, right? Yeah. While I'm gone. Yeah. Which, like, is some weird shit. Is like books, I guess, are a big deal, which I guess makes sense. Like mm-hmm. books aren't, you know, have like mass production of books. So, okay. And she's like, do you want to take this book or something? And then she takes like a photo of him, like a legit photograph, oh, yeah. which I was like, that is weird and anachronistic to this story. Like there's no way they had photographs. They didn't have photographs in like 1300s. And then like you get the na- this really weird scene where she's like, she has the gr- magic green sash, and she's like, I made it myself, even though it's the same green sash that he yeah, got stolen from. Yeah, because he lost that when right, he got Right, got mugged. robbed by the yeah. shit kid. And then, does she, like, jerk him off? Is that No, he gets so, like, horned up. Oh. Like, because of worse. the sexual tension, and he just, like... He just kabooms all yeah. over the green <laughs> sash. Yeah. And then she does, like... <laughs> She does, like, this Principal Skinner, like, pathetic, like, yeah. thing to him. And she's like, oh, that's a shame, and, like, gives him the sash and leaves. And he's like, damn, I need to get the fuck out of here. And he, like, gets his crap together. And it's, like, early, because Joel Edgerton tells him, you can stay here for a couple days. The Green Chapel's, like, right over there. Like, it's, like, a yeah. day's ride. You'll be totally fine. Hang here, and then you'll get there for Christmas. And so, like, on Christmas Eve or so, he's like, fuck this, and, like, leaves. And he runs into Edgerton, and he's like, hey, man, like, what's up? And he's like, uh, I'm leaving. And he's like, oh, well, you sure? And he's like, yeah, 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 I'm, go- I'm getting the hell out of here. I totally did not just prematurely ejaculate on your wife or anything <laughs> like that. And he's just like, weird way, weird phrasing of that, but okay, cool. Anyway, I caught this fox. I was going to kill it, but you know what? You can have it. And he gives him the fox. The fox is alive. Like, he gives him the fox. He's like, uh, by the way, that deal of ours, like, so what'd you get? You know, <laughs> in a thing. And he's like, uh, nothing. And he like, you know, kind of like holds his cum-stained green sash <laughs> and is just like, nothing. And he's just like, mm. And like... Does he kiss him? Yeah. 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 Because in the book, he, instead of ejaculating over <laughs> this lady, um, she, they <laughs> kiss each other like three times. Oh, okay. So, and like, when he meets up with him, he, he gives him the three kisses because, you know, that's what he got. But he doesn't say anything about the sash, right, which right, right. is the same in the movie. But yeah. Like, that was weird because it's not like they're going to... Like, that's the part I kind of got. I was like, oh, God, he's going to make him have sex with him. Yeah, I was like, what are you going to make him do? Like, jerk him off? Like, what is going to happen? Like, that's That's because he's like, what did you get? I would have just preferred, like, just the three kisses and then, like... I mean, considering that that's what they did anyway... Yeah. It seems like that would have made more sense. Just have him kiss her as opposed to whatever the fuck that was. Like, that was just weird. Because you're right. It sets up this, like, oh, I see you got a hand job for my wife. Yeah. Like, we know where this is going now, but I know I'm on a horse, but no time like the present. Like, it was kind of a weird, like, that was just such a strange way to approach it. But, yeah, he kisses him, and then he's like, all right, later, dude. Like, uh, by the way, if you come back this way, we will not be here. So, peace. And he's just gone. And I've read that this is supposed to imply, like, they're like this is all just almost an illusion or some shit. Like I'm pretty sure it is because I don't want to spoil it. 
We're going to spoil the whole damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost to the end. Okay, do you want to go first with what the ending was for this movie sure, versus what sure. the ending was for the book? You know what? Oh, okay. that's perfect. I'll take All the right. movie ending. So okay. what happened at the end, what, what then happens is he goes to the chapel, he hangs out, there's a sleeping green knight there, Christmas Day comes, his ass wakes up and he's like, oh, you actually came, which kind of is like, a, oh shit, I didn't think you were actually going to come do this. And so Dev Patel's like, yep, I came. And he goes, okay, cool, you ready? And he's like, yeah. And he kneels down, and he's like holding the sash around his waist, and he puts his head out, and he's scared shitless. And the green, he like stops the green knight a couple times, and this like, it's kind of funny. Like, the movie does this humor a little, like, pretty well. He's just like, wait, 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 wait. I don't know if I'm ready. And he's like, okay, like, well, wait. And he's like, okay, okay, I think I'm ready. And he puts his head back down, because the fox tries to stop him. Yeah. One last time before he goes in. He puts his head down, and the, the knight's like, all right, let's do this. He gets ready to raise, he raises the axe. He's like, wait, 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 I don't know if I'm ready. He's like, God damn it. Okay, come on. Okay. okay, take your time. Like, we just have all day here. And then eventually, he goes, all right, let's do this thing. And he goes to swing, and one last, fuck, no, I'm sorry. And he just leaves. And you get, like, him going all the way home, gets back. Arthur's dead. Dev becomes king. Um, he has a son with Alicia Vikander, but then he's like, mm, it's kind of a montage going on here, by the way. So that's why I'm kind of breezing through it. He has a son with Alicia Vikander and instead of marrying her, he's like, basically makes her go away. Like they ship her off or pay her off and ship yeah, her away. Yeah, they pay her off. They keep the son. He's supposed to be the heir. He comes of age, gets killed in battle. Uh, Dev marries another woman that's clearly like a political alliance type scenario. I think they have like a daughter or something like that. And then uh, it just kind of, it ends where like people don't like Dev anymore and like they kind of hate him. And by the end of this, he's like sitting alone and his castle is being assaulted. His entire family has like just left him. Shit's falling apart around him, and he's sitting there with his crown. He sits down on the same throne Arthur was on, and he's just like, fuck it. And he takes off his nasty, probably never been washed, cum-crusted fucking green sash, and his head just, like, falls off his shoulders. And I remember thinking, like, damn, what a way to end this movie. I know. And then all of a sudden, he, like, snaps back to reality, and he's still at the Green Knight's thing. And he's getting ready to, like, drop the axe on him. And he goes, wait a minute. The green knight's like, <sighs> and he takes the sash off and he just like puts it on the ground and he goes, okay, I'm ready. And the green knight is like, swings and stops. And he's like, warring, I cut my head off. And he's, it's like, he says something like, okay, good job. Like, congratulations, you did it. Yeah. And he's like, and he like moves his finger across his throat and he's like, now off with your head. And like, just kind of like a go away. Yeah. And, like, that's how it ends. And apparently there's, like, a post-credit scene in this movie that we didn't see. Oh, shit. Where, like, it's a little girl playing in the round table room. Oh. And she, like, puts on the crown or something like that. I don't know what the fuck that was supposed to mean, but, like, that's apparently the way this movie... Like, we didn't watch it. I just read about it online. But, yeah. And the movie just ends. Like, right when he says off with your head, it's just, like, title card, credits, the end. And I guess it's supposed to be that he learned to face death or something. Yeah, like he learned to be brave like a knight. Oh, that's right, because they keep yeah. talking about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What's the difference between that and the ending in the in the book epic thing? So, in the book, so he stays at the guy's castle. He doesn't tell him about the sash. Um, gives him his kisses. Yeah, really handy. And job. so, <laughs> he... Meets up with the knight at the Green Chapel, and he kind of pulls the same thing. He's like, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically ends with, like, I'm not doing this or whatever. But instead of, like, fleeing, uh, Green Knight transforms into the Lord. He was like, I was the Lord all along. Oh, Scooby-Doo. And he actually, this is the part where I'm just like, wow, they, like, really changed uh, Morgan Le Fay. Okay. And like her, because like this was all stemming from her. Basically, she was right. like the antagonist where she basically created like along with the Lord, I guess, this idea of the Green Knight to send knights to to per, like to see if to test their like 
virtue um, and stuff like yeah that. knightly virtues or whatever and like if they like if any of arthur's knights were actually knights quote unquote oh. and so he's like obviously you didn't fucking pass and um because he's still wearing the sash and everything mm-hmm. and he's like but it's totally like um like he i guess tells Gwen he's just like it's not your fault i guess because you didn't know um which is like really weird to me well, yeah that's the point yeah right? it, yeah because Gwen's like oh my god i had like no idea you know what like right. about this you know testing basically but how that was a point yeah like and like i guess they an- end on like amicable like terms or whatever and so it's like everything's okay it's kind of weird. Wait, so he's like, it's okay because you didn't know it was a test? Yeah, or something like and that. And he's just like, okay, cool. Even though he obviously like failed the test. And so they they part ways mm. and Gwen goes back home and like still in his like, I guess, like mind and heart, like he knew he failed the test. And right. so as like a commemoration of like him failing the test, he wears like the green sash for huh. like forever yeah forever and that's to how show, it just like, ends yeah. like and that like he's just, just like i wear this as a mark yeah, I'm of shame sure that's how it ends. weird yeah so similar to i guess like the first montage where he's just like where his life the goes green to hell yeah. and he never takes it off yeah because they do make a point to show him always touching it yeah. always like making sure it's mm-hmm. there that's weird but, yeah like i don't understand how to I don't understand how to any audience like that comes across. Like it's a really convoluted way to do what this movie did, mm-hmm. right? Where like, and I guess it's really hard to show a flashback if you're like acting this out in front of a bunch of people or something. But like, it just seems really convoluted to be like, "Oh, you failed. That's fine. See you later, bud." And like he just leaves, yeah. And then it's like, ah, oh, the failure is weighing so heavily on me that I'm just going to wear this sash forever. Ah, uh, curses! Like yeah. I don't know, it just seems so weird. So let me. There's a little bit more detail. So Green Knight is Lord of the House, as I mentioned, and so he was working with the sorceress Morgan Le Fay, yeah, who intended to test Arthur's knights and frighten Guinevere to death. Nick Gwaine suffered at the third stroke was because of his attempt to conceal the gift of the sash. Gwaine is ashamed to have behaved deceitfully, but the Green Knight laughs and pronounces him the most blameless knight in all the land. The two part on cordial terms. He returns to Camelot and wears his sash as a token of his failure. And then, oh, I, I guess I forgot this part. The knights of the round table absolve him of blame and decide that henceforth each will wear a green sash in recognition of Gwen's adventure and as, as a reminder to be honest. See, it's still convoluted as hell to get to the <laughs> end. Like, I, I feel like this movie did the whole thing where it's like, hey, look how horrible your life is because, like, you decided to be dishonest. And then, like, at the end, he was like, you know what, fuck it. Like, like he faced death. He was honorable in what would have been his defeat. And then the knight absolves him there and is like, nah, dude, you passed. Like, you can leave now. It was just a game at the end of the day anyway, like Arthur said. It, was not, it wasn't like the, the knight was ever really probably going to kill him because that wasn't the point, you know? Because I feel like that's how it worked in the... I feel like that's how it worked in the movie because it was like the sash seemed to actually have some kind of protective ability, right? So, like, the knight could never have killed him if he didn't take off the sash and then he would could have killed him if he took it off but that was the point he took if he took it off everything would have been okay and he would have been fine because he wasn't going to do it if he took the sash off so it was a win-win it's a game could have been called the christmas game like it was in the beginning of the movie and it would have <laughs> totally worked out yeah no that was that was weird where people just <laughs> i feel like that's the most have your cake and eat it too ending like Oh, yeah, he didn't do the thing, but, like, he went home, and everyone was just, they were cool about it, so they all did it, and it just... Where, like, the movie was just, like, oh, he almost didn't do it, and that would have had, like, you know, these negative... Yeah, the repercussions, and, like, he ended up doing the right thing, of course, 
but he was right. almost to the point of like not doing the right thing. Well, and I think then, it's because they yeah. showed you that. They yeah. showed you this is what will happen if you do the wrong thing and this will happen. And then yeah. he does the right thing and is rewarded for doing the right thing. That yeah. seems like what these stories usually are supposed to tell yeah. you. But this guy is just like, he didn't do the thing. And, <laughs> and it's not good. But we're going to make everybody be like, okay with it. So yeah. it's fine. Like, it's just a strange way to end that. Yeah. Like, it just stops. I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> when you saw this, did you like, when and you were like flashing back to reading the story, did you like this the story you read in, in high school better than this? Or did you like this better? I think I like this one better. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Because there was consequence anime. versus this one. There is no consequence. And point. maybe that's why this ending is the way it is because they're like knights are good, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. And they're, they're always heroic. Right. They're only not even heroic with their like downfalls. Yeah. yeah. But here it's just like, no, there are like consequences like to your actions. Yeah. And we see that. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know. I guess it's more relevant to us, right? Than it is. It might've been to like people during that time. But see, that was the thing I kind of liked about this was there were elements of this story where I felt like this is, this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't work in the modern day because we don't deal with this. Yeah. And like I was fine with that because I'm watching a retelling of a medieval story and that was cool. But you're right. Like this is a more like accessible ending to a modern audience. And I still think it would, it just makes more sense. Like, okay, yeah, you did the thing. Like, get out of here. Like, good for you, bud. You know? Because that was the whole point. This movie was able to take the idea of like, like the entire time he basically has to wrangle with, I have to die. And then like, he's going to do it. He doesn't understand like why he's doing it. Like the whole point of this movie, I think is that he's headed off to die and he just keeps kind of thinking it's not going to happen. He just thinks he's on the, he's almost like, oh, I got to go do this thing. I'm just doing this thing. And the reality of the thing that he's doing, this quest that he's doing doesn't really hit him until he gets there. It's like Frodo in Lord of the Rings. By the third movie, he's kind of realized there's not a coming back from this. Like, it's we're going to die. And in the beginning movie, in like the first movie, it's like, okay, we'll just drop the ring off in Rivendell. We're cool. It's like, okay, we'll go all the way to Mordor and then we'll go home, I guess. And then after the second movie's over, it's like, shit, man, there's no coming back. And then sure enough, kind of like this, he does get to come back, but he's not the same. And I feel like that's kind of what happens to Dev Patel. He comes back a better person in this case, unlike Frodo, who comes back pretty traumatized. But, um, yeah. So, Amber, you know, just some ending questions here, I guess. The standard ones, of course. Uh, what did you rate this movie? What uh, would you suggest this movie to anybody so that people go watch this movie? And then, um... What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Would you want to watch this movie again? Just in the sense that, if, you know, sometimes we watch these small screen things and we're kind of like one and done with them. And then others, of course, are favorite films that we watch all the time. But in this particular case, you know, it's a movie. It's not like a whole TV show or something we're doing. So, like, would you watch this again? And if so, is it like a regular watch? Uh, eh, maybe if it's on or... What kind of what kind of rewatchability does it have to you? <laughs> so, I would give this probably like a nine out of ten. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So it was really good. So I would definitely recommend it to people to go watch it. That is, if you're like interested in theater stuff like that, because I know some people don't like that. Yeah. Um, and there are at times where it's kind of difficult to make out what people are saying, which is why I'm just like thinking, okay, I would definitely watch it, especially at home, because I feel like I, there may have been some stuff that I totally missed, um, like going to need those subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, I think like the, for rewatchability, um, it'd be good like as a seasonal movie. So especially since it takes place around Christmas, I think it would be kind of cool. Like a Christmas. To, yeah, like have it as like a Christmas movie. Mm, maybe yeah. we'll have to pick it up around Christmas when we watch it. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I mean, it does have that. Kind of, it has that Christmas esque element to it, but like very, it has that very like it's medieval Christmas. So mm-hmm. it's not like this. It's weird. It's like not 
paganized quite yet, I guess. It's still very, like... I don't know. It's the very Christian base mode Christmas where it's like, we're celebrating Jesus, the end. There is no Santa. There are no trees. There are no none of this. But yeah, I could see this being a Christmas movie. It's fun. I think I'd also... I think I'd give this movie like a 9 out of 10 as well. There were parts when I think back on it where it's like, it was good. Like I enjoyed almost all of it. But there were some parts where I got a little dragging where I'm like, okay, come on. Let's, let's kind of go here. Like I like the montages and then it kept doing too many montages and I'm like, like when he has all those flat, like weird flash forwards when he gets, like we glossed over it, but when he gets mugged by the shit kid and his buddies, that goes on for a while. And I thought that that was going to be the movie was like, he gets screwed over and he's like hunting these kids down or something. And he, like, sees his body dead and eaten by worms and shit. And then he, like, wakes up and he's like, I gotta get out of here. And, like, gets out and fucks off. And I'm like, okay. That took a long time to be like, hey, he should not be tied up alone in the woods or he'll die. And I'm like, okay, I got it. Like, standard movie thing. But, you know, so there's a few things like that where I'm like, eh, this is okay. Um... Yeah, totally. 9 out of 10. I think it was a great movie all in all. Like, it's visually, like, fantastic. It's not it's not a movie I think you have to watch in a theater. That's for sure. Like, you can enjoy it at home. Um, especially when you, like Amber said, when you add subtitles. that It's definitely probably a lot more <laughs> enjoyable and accessible experience. Um, but it was really cool to look at. Like, it had some beautiful shots. And even some of, like, the CGI-ness stuff to it was still pretty cool. And it didn't beat it to death so it wasn't like over the top as far as rewatchability goes I think it's definitely at most like a once a year Christmas seasonal type thing like you said I think you don't get to this is not one to watch like every couple months I feel like you'd get really bogged down because this movie also gives you a lot to unpack and we only scratch the surface I feel like here however Amber can you uh, let us know what we're going to be doing next week for our Knights of November Marathon. Next week, we'll be reviewing A Knight's Tale. That's right. We are going to take a complete 180 as far as like tone goes, I think, <laughs> in movies. And we're going to take on the in far more anachronistic, uh, you know... Heath Ledger, God, who's in that guy? Heath Ledger, Alan Tudyk, Paul Bettany, and others are in Knight's Tale. We're going to take on Knight's Tale um, next week. We've watched that movie too, both of us, but we're going to rewatch that one and then we're going to chat about that movie because that's a good movie. So, feel free to jump on there with us next week. And if you want to continue the conversation about the Green Knight, feel free to reach out to us on our various social media platforms, such as Twitter at So What Happens N One, Instagram at So What Happens, Facebook So What Happens Next, and our own Discord server where you guys can jump on, join, and just continue the conversation about this and episodes that we've done in the past. What you'd like to hear next, or just talk about stuff. Doesn't have to be movies or shows. You can talk about whatever you want. Um, it's all a good time. You also get to see cool pictures of our dogs sometimes too. That's that's always fun. If that doesn't entice you, I don't know what would. But, until next week, where we talk about tonight's tale, I am Sir Thomas, the host. And I am Lady Amber. And this is So What Happens Next. And we shall see thee next week. <laughs> <laughs>